fatality. <laughs> Yo, that was tough. What an intro. I'm going to crack your face like Cassie Cage, <laughs> and I'm going to go to the slab today. <laughs> welcome, 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 all Cruise Control listeners. God morning, God morning, Cruise Control listeners. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. This is episode 35 of the Cruise Control, and we coming at y'all with all the fatalities, with all the friendships, with all the animalities. Because we just saw Mortal Kombat the other day, and that song right here, it inspired us. It inspired us, right, Dave? Remember when we was listening to this this song in the car right here? Yes. What was that thing you said in the car again? I forgot. Your soul is mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that intro song was uh, "Fatalities" by JT Music, and what is it? Rocket, Rocket Gaming, <laughs> the the hottest rappers out in the streets at the moment. What's the chorus? Shouts to- out to JT Music. What's the chorus to this, John? Can I? I don't can, know. Keep playing. Can it. I look for the chorus? Keep playing it. Let me hear the chorus real quick. Just let it run. Turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> singing about anything. Yo, that was the bridge. <laughs> I'm crushing skull. <laughs> Shoot you with some laser beams. Fire dragon. <laughs> hey, what was boss saying? Sweep like, the leg. <laughs> I'll crush your skull with a fatality. Oh my yeah, god. Rapping about anything. That song was trash. Just like the new Mortal Kombat movie. But for, before we even get into any of that, before we even start any of that, jibber-jabber and get the episode rolling. As you guys know, my name is Dev Cruz. Next to me is my brother Dave Cruz. And this is episode 35 of The Cruise Control. Dave, how you feeling today, man? What's what's on your mind? You Let's check in with you, man. Let's let's do a check-in with Dave. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling uh, pretty good, you know? Okay. Um, You know, the weather's getting nice. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about some weather. It was a balmy 72 today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's nice, man. You know, it's it's uh, I feel like April has, fl- has flown by, but you know, next month is May. Is you it? know what that mean? Oh, yeah, you know what that means. King's birthday, birthday. Month. yeah, man. You gonna turn what again? 31? Nope, 32? Nope. Yes, you are. You were born. Yeah, you're gonna turn thirty one. Nah. <laughs> What's your age? Fifty. Jeez. I'm OG. I'm a silver fox. <laughs> silver fox. <laughs> and I'm a fast your face, and I'm a run and I'm a cut you with my hat like Kung Lao. That's what's up, though, man. You turning fifty? I mean, no, you turning thirty one, man. You excited for your birthday, dude? You doing anything special this week? I mean, this year? Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna um, probably gonna travel the world in one day. Yeah. Okay. I like your energy, Pop. Thanks. You, you there. Thanks. <laughs> that, that was a good check-in starring David Cruz. <laughs> nice weather we're having, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Sports starting I have nothing to check in about, man. I'm just, you know, I'm out here living. Um, uh, You know, I, I think I want to I wanna be excited again about stuff. I feel like the pandemic has just made me just like 
Everything feels bleh. Come on, man. You, you, Is that a, am I being a downer? Yeah, you're being a curmudgeon, dude. All, all of a sudden, you know, you, you're not feeling it. Don't like, you want to like get back out? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm happy we do the cruise control every week. You know what I'm saying? The cruise control yeah, keeps I mean, me going. No, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> not happy about it. But um, I how f- you how you feeling, man? What's I'm up? good. I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. It gets greater later. You know what I'm saying? The grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good right now. You know what I'm saying? You tired? Yeah, I'm exhausted. Mm. I'm exhausted. Got got home a little late today from work. Oh and, man! And um, Dude, working you? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of hard slave. work. Huh? Puerto Rican slave. Yeah, Puerto Rican slave, man. Doing a lot of hard work out there, but you know what it is. Just got to do what we got to do to make some money, put some money in our pockets, and bring it back to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But nah, man, let's uh, let's get the show rolling, Dave. So uh, like we always do every week, we like to check in and, and, and get a count of last week's top five results. So for those who don't know, last week's top five was top five uh fast food joints mm-hmm. uh our personal top five fast food joints and it was a it was a good time i mean it was a lot of votes we got a total of uh 15 vote uh, mm-hmm. 15 yeah 15 votes all together and dave just beat me out by one vote last week and he had to fight for that vote over facebook because that vote was originally mine that vote was mine <laughs> and you you had to snatch it away yeah i'm, I'm cuz i'm tired of this i, I was just exhausted I'm with calling, the BS. i'm calling out everybody with their nonsense i was just exhausted with the bs i said this like 2 months ago don't get on a on a on a post on our top 5 cuz we love the interaction but don't get on there and say 4 out of 5 of devs were absolutely terrible but dev takes it cuz david got uh, uh he got knees yeah no like, it'd be the most random reason why they say i lost no no it don't be because you could get disqualified like you know what i'm saying my man Corey said he said it's a disqualification off you we didn't count Corey's vote because he said dave was disqualified but he's voting for dave why are you first of all why are you bringing up the word disqualified i still won that's an oxymoron i still had the but, enough votes to win yeah but one even with this so-called disqualification yeah but but, but that, you're trying to like you're trying to discredit my win by bringing up this disqualification. i'm not i'm vote. just saying that vote wasn't used and but we got that's not like we, a we got, that's not a objective a thing that's just somebody's opinion but we gotta let people know how the voting went because if somebody's gonna say oh I voted for David too I won I voted for David too and there's only nine votes I'm gonna say hey look so listen we talked about the top five fast food joints Mm. for us yeah that wasn't brought up already but go continue King right because I I need you to just stop talking about (laughs) disqualified you just be saying words out of your mouth and I need you to shut up boy quite upset and let the real host do the talking yeah cause you happy you listen I I edged it out Um, there were some people who appreciated Dev's uh, variety of fast food joints but I got some people who really understood the importance of institutions like the Chinese takeout restaurant. And yes, that is fast food. Do you get it quickly? Yes. No. Nah. Is it everywhere around the country? It's basically a national chain. All one big family. No. Stop Asian hate. <laughs> every, and every, we all depend on it. Uh, listen. Listen, you have mad people explaining. And Domino's is takeout. You have mad people explaining why they didn't vote for you. First off, 
Chinese takeout is not fast food, just off rip. And they said pizza is not fast food either. So people were disagreeing with both me and you because we put pizza on there. Both of us, we both put Little Caesars and Domino's on there. People wasn't agreeing with that, Pop. So, I mean, I didn't get mad at that. I'm not over there arguing that pizza is not fast food. All I'm saying is that you should have been disqualified for doing Chinese takeout. So you should have been disqualified for doing dominoes. So nobody won, but I won because I'm about to punch you right in your face. Let's move on. I won, so I'm going first this week. I mean, I get to pick who goes first. Get me mad. Like, I'm genuinely mad right now. What you about to do, dude? Let's go. What you about Let's to get, get into, dude? Let's get it. You clown. I won. Dave won last week. Shout out to me. Should give it up for him, clapping your car or something like that. Whatever, but let's pop into this episode, Dave. What are we? Uh, you watch anything interesting this weekend? What if we got up first? Oh yeah, the Mortal Kombat movie. That Mortal Kombat movie was trash. Why? <laughs> Why do you think, man? Listen, first off, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Mortal Kombat. So for first those, off, tell everybody what the, just came out this week. For weekend. those who don't know, wow, you don't be letting me finish my sentence. There's a lot of animosity coming from that end of the table, dude. No wonder the table's leaning your way. Let me go ahead and Jesus. pose for a new host. But. <laughs> Let me just put something up on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, the new Mortal Kombat movie came out. <laughs> Come on, Dave, you can't interrupt while I'm talking, dude. The new Mortal Kombat movie came out on Friday. <laughs> Keep going. I'm just hey, it came out on HBO and in the theaters. Pays and hugs and kisses. <laughs> He's really finding my replacement. I came up with the show. Um, the new Mortal Kombat movie came out on Friday. Like I said, it was released on HBO and in movie theaters. And it was supposed to be something different. As you guys know, if you've seen the other Mortal Kombat movies, we actually talked about this. Shout out to the Monolith uh, film cast. But we talked about this on their podcast with them. Um, the first two Mortal Kombat movies were okay. The first one was good. Second one was one of the worst movies ever created. But at the end of the day, you enjoyed them because it's Mortal Kombat. You enjoyed them because there's fatalities. You enjoyed them because you liked the movies. You enjoyed them because they were they were something that you grew up with, something that you had a lot of fun playing when you were a kid and, and all the games and stuff like that. So with the new movie coming out, you're expecting new graphics. You're expecting better actors. You're expecting a good story. You had 20 to 30 something years to do a good job. Who the heck is Cole? They added some random character who, who had to unlock his chi or something like that. And his special ability was he got a, a, a chain. Akuna. His Akuna was he got a um a yellow. Arcana. Arcana. He got a yellow vest on. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. He got a yellow vest on and it, it absorbs punches. Dad, don't disrespect the iron chest like that. <laughs> he didn't even get a name. His name was Cole throughout the whole movie. <laughs> He's not going to be a Mortal Kombat 12. Let me... Hold on. Trash. Trash. I just put out the post for the new host. So let me back up and actually explain the plot. Give us a quick synopsis to the listeners since you can't do that. Okay. This new Mortal Kombat 2021 was based around the story of Sub-Zero and Scorpion, two of the most famous characters from Mortal Kombat. And it started out by showing their backstory where Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's family and then killed him and Scorpion went to hell and was biding his time until he got his revenge. Fast forward to the present, and his great, 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 great grandson, Cole Young, is a 
mediocre UFC fighter and he got a dragon tattoo that he was born with. So then Cole finds out that the dragon tattoo means that he is one of Earth's champions and he has to fight in Mortal Kombat tournament. So then he gets into all these hijinks <laughs> with all these people. <laughs> yeah, like you ain't need to talk about and the fight. So stupid. And then it was just um, different fights for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's just now that everybody got the plot. <laughs> now that you're all caught up. All right, so let me give my movie take because nobody cares about yours either. Um, first of all, oh my God. the Iron Chest <laughs> suck me off. What? Hate Bull. I do anything to replace Bull. He was the most random character ever. Yeah, he was. He was the one of the nuttiest he went characters. From fighting Spider Rico in the uh, <laughs> in the UFC ring. Yeah, the boy, the boy that he fought just had a last name. He first. Name. Yeah, he said, "You're fighting Ramirez this week." <laughs> so, okay, my daughter's my trainer. His daughter kept telling him to do an uppercut, and his wife taped up his knuckles and then left. Said, "I can't watch you lose." You know how trash you are. Your wife already knew you was gonna lose. I can't see his face get pummeled. I gotta go. <laughs> she went to the uh, Jack in the Box and got a meal <laughs> and waited for him to be done. Then the bull go get ice cream and fries and fries, and then Sub Zero start throwing uh, hail. <laughs> yeah, he start throwing random hails at him. Then Big Black Jacks come around. <laughs> yeah, Jacks come around and randomly he's like, he talks to the guy. He's like, let me see your tattoo. <laughs> I like that dragon. <laughs> Where'd you get it? <laughs> then, uh, for some reason, every time Jax was on camera, they had him cross his arms. Yo, in 20 years of, of movies, they always make Jax like the uh, boy that says all the catchphrases. <laughs> I swear, when he went in the uh, in the factory to fight Sub Zero, yeah. he said, Who left the fridge open? Yo, we'll walk right into our icy factory. Like, I wonder what's in here. Yo, what you got far with a ram from Sub Zero? Yo, <laughs> what got me mad? Right, was the bull Sub Zero literally made the weather change? Like, just automatic hail time, just hail the size of of, of baseballs and soccer balls, and they're just hailing crazy. Right, he broke the car. He like threw hail through the car that Jax was driving. Jax pulls out this random like pistol or, or shotgun and he's like, I'll handle this. <laughs> then he tells the boy, go to, go to uh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> he said, go to 8305 Queens Boulevard. <laughs> Look for Sonya Blade. <laughs> She's going to give you the ride of your life. And then, and then the boy just trusts him. <laughs> so, All right, let's get out of here. He said, this big black man I can trust. <laughs> then Jax... <laughs> Walks up and and Sub Zero's so frozen that as he's walking, the ice behind him is following him. So everything behind him is just icy. So he just makes a left into this factory, and it's a it's just all ice. It's an ice factory. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, home field advantage. I wonder if he's in here. <laughs> he went and fought the ball on his home turf. He fought him in a fridge. Then he, then he uh, iced his arms off. He fought him in a deep freezer. His iced the popsicles, <laughs> smashed them. Listen, fried them. <clears throat> Listen, um, there were some, there were some. Well, let's talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. How about that? What did you like about the movie? Uh, the fight scenes were cool. Mm-hmm. I liked the fight scenes. I liked that they included fatalities. I liked that they, when Kung Lao uh, uh, cut that girl in half with his hat. Yeah, there was a, there was gratuitous was blood cool. violence. Yeah, gratuitous. That, you know how to spell that? 
Yeah, gratuitous. Uh, there was gratuitous violence, and that's what Mortal Kombat is, right? It comes from gratuity, blood and and guts and all types of special moves. So that they did that well, right? right. What else? Right. Um, <laughs> that's it. The fighting. I said the fighting already, right? All right. I liked. Um, I liked that. I thought that. I thought Sub Zero and the Scorpion story was good. I liked the boy that played Kano. Yeah, he was kind of funny. funny. Yeah, he was kind of funny. And and you know, overall his character was he kind of carried it at least from a entertainment standpoint. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, the fighting was cool. <laughs> I thought they did, the the guy with the forearms looked cool, Goro. Yeah, Gordo looked good too. He looked cool. He looked like better than the animatronic one from the old movies. Yeah. Alright, what did you didn't like what you didn't like about it? <laughs> boy, oh boy, where do I begin? Alright. I hated the fact that every Mortal Kombat movie has to include what the announcer says after somebody dies or after somebody gets Oh, uh, the cheesiness. The cheesiness of Kung Lao cuts this uh, girl in half and he goes, Fatality. <laughs> like why you didn't flawless need to, victory. Flawless victory. <laughs> right? You didn't need to do any of that. Just kill him and then walk away. Then then um Who says that? Who evaluates their own fight right after? <laughs> flawless victory. I did it. <laughs> Like Joe Rogan walk in. How do you think he did this fight? Flawless victory. <laughs> I just don't get it. I, I I truly don't get it. I, I don't understand why they had to include that in there. Another thing, there was mad skinny boy. Like everybody was skinny. I'm right. not afraid of any of them boys. Luke Kang, I could probably rumble him in real life. <laughs> yeah, but he kept the uh, family warm with his fire hands. <laughs> he really did say, here, "Stand here, stand here, I'll give you fire." <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Thanks. Some marshmallows. <laughs> he really had fire in his hands. Yeah, Luke Kang was weak, and and I did have a problem with that. That they might they kind of made him seem like just like an extra like. Yeah, he's like the like main. He was like goal. Kung Lao's, um, you know, like second and uh, uh, he was you know bringing up his coattails or whatever. Yeah, like in the games, he's the main bull. He's the savior. Yeah, not no Cole. Then the bull Cole was tra- like the bull Cole's. I guess what I hated about the bull, the new guy Cole. Did you, you didn't like when he was trying to save his family and punching the ice. <laughs> I in didn't like a fight with Sub Zero. I didn't like his his decisions mentally, right? Like from the get go, when he's fighting the bull Ramirez in the in the ring, he's punching this boy's lights out, like frying him, socking him, good fighting, fighting, fighting. Then all of a sudden, he tries to put him in a headlock, and the bull reverses it. Just continue to do what's winning. Keep socking the ball in the face until he don't move no more. Say, use your uppercut. <laughs> He said, what? He said, do you mean put him in a submission? <laughs> Boy, reverse that, knocked him out. Then at the end of the movie, it's still stupid. He's fighting Sub-Zero with his dead great-great-great-great-grandfather, uh, Scorpion. They're fighting Sub-Zero together. Sub-Zero, like, they kick him, and he, like, falls back into the cage. And as he's getting back up, you see this dummy Cole punching ice in the background because his family was frozen God, by Sub-Zero. Get him out of the ice. <laughs> Like yo, if you don't go and complete the fight, <laughs> you dummy. Yeah, Iron Chest was trash. Let me say this, and I think we should move on, because I'll always have the last word. I think the worst thing about the movie, if I could add on to that, <laughs> I think the worst thing about the movie was that the whole plot of this movie, and 
the director, he actually came out and said that when he envisioned doing these movies, Dev, he said, I always thought the first movie that I make was going to be like pre-tournament. Then I thought the second movie would be the actual tournament. And then I thought the third movie should be post-tournament. For those who don't know, Mortal Kombat is like based on a tournament between different realms. And every realm has champions. That's the fighters in the game. Exactly. So he said for this pre-tournament. So knowing that this is a pre-tournament movie, the whole plot was based around this idea that Shang Tsung, who was from the outworld and he was their leader, he said, we won nine in a row. If we win 10, we get to run Earth and everything else. We get to run all the realms. Yeah. So instead of having a tournament, we're going to kill all the champions from the Earth realm just to make sure we win. Right? Yeah. Then he's, it clearly stated, like in the beginning of the movie, that that's not right. That the Elder Gods forbid that. So then, Raiden, who's an Elder God, finds out about this, and all he does is go like this. <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> and then he puts an electric uh, fence around the, uh, the the cave that they in. Yeah. For the rest of the movie, like, why is the bull not in trouble? And not, he didn't even do it clandestinely. He was just standing right outside the electric fence. Like, yeah. Can you tell one of them to come out so I could kill them real quick? Like, I just hated that. For all the the negative feedback that people give the first movie or the first movies, they at least did that right. They actually had one. They showed the other elder guys. Remember, they came down. They was like made of water and smoke and air and all and, that and grass. And they were like, Raiden, what's up? Like you just letting this boy run, you know, run free, do whatever you want to do. This is not right. And then the bull had to be really like he was like hiding, going in between portals and stuff like that. This Shang Tsung bull was just sitting there in a chair, in a lawn chair. <laughs> right like, outside. Uh, Raiden was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I'm just gonna kill all your champions so that y'all can't fight. Basically, break all the uh, ancient rules. Y'all cool with that?" <laughs> yeah. I just oh, stop. Electric fence. <laughs> stop. I hated that. Yeah, that was probably the main the, the 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 main problem for me. Yeah, it just it just feels, and then Iron Chest. Yeah, Iron Chest was trash, and it just feels like they they kind of like I feel like they had enough time to do a movie and make it right, and they it still it still felt like rushed to me. Like they're just trying to put something out there, like just trying to put a a, a fighting movie with a lot of gore, a lot of action, and giving the people what they want. It was a lot of fan love in this movie. I'll say, if anybody listening hasn't seen it, if you just want to watch something fun, actiony, entertaining, go ahead, give it a watch. Um, I read Dev that it did do pretty well box office wise. Oh, you know, yeah. more more and more theaters are opening up. More and more people went to see. Of it course, in the it was. Yeah, of it course. also showed on HBO Max. So if you got HBO Max, feel free to go stream it in your house. You don't have to go to the theater. Stay safe. F COVID. <laughs> Um, stop Asian hate, by the way. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Uh, oh, I also hated that Shang Tsung looked like some somebody's like Asian grandpa or something like that. He didn't look menacing. Yeah, the boy, the original Shang Tsung was tough. Yeah, the original Shang Tsung who we played at the beginning of the pot. Yeah, your soul is mine. This boy just looked like some like fat Chinese boy. Like, <laughs> I don't shout out to was, China. I don't think he was fat. He looked. He had chubby cheeks. I don't know. He anyway. Yeah. Um. Go ahead, give it a watch if you're interested in it. If you want to take our review as Bible, as gospel, then, you know, maybe you want to avoid it. But what I was going to say is I heard it did pretty well in the box office. I heard it did better in its opening weekend than Godzilla vs. Kong did, which is interesting as far as streaming numbers and box office numbers. I, that, that's not interesting to me. I, I could have told you that was going to happen. 
I thought Godzilla vs Kong was a pretty big deal. No, nah, I think more. And I actually didn't think it was all that terrible. Oh, it was it was more than all that terrible. No, I disagree. <laughs> but anyway, Mortal Kombat, your soul is mine. <laughs> Iron Chest. And Mortal Kombat is crazy though too because you have like the people behind it. Like so many people love that game and love that movie. Like. People go to Comic Cons dressed up at them as like as like the characters. People, you know, on Halloween and stuff like that. People have done so much just for that m- movie. That song is iconic. Everything, the video game is just to come out with a movie like this. It, to me, it had to be on point. Like you have this following. You know what I mean? This this hard these hardcore fans. I don't know. I don't. Ah, ah. You had this coat behind them. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know what I mean? Speaking of that, <laughs> what's our next topic, Dave? Yo, okay. <laughs> Speaking of cults, cult, C U L T, by the way, not cult like, like Colt the, 45 or okay. the Indianapolis Colts. Dev, I found this story. Wait, are you? Uh, wait, you about to? T- are we about to talk about a cult on the on the cruise control? Yes, I got to tell you about this cult because this is mad interesting. So is cult negative? Like, let's just talk about this cult. Like, this is a negative thing. Every time I hear cult, I think like demonic or like people who are crazy or people who do wild things. Is that fair to say? Um, no, I don't think that's. I don't think that's unf. It is unfair. Like, a cult doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but nine times out of ten, cults are these really weird things and that's why they're considered a cult they're kind of like fanatical in their nature right and to have to have something where uh to have something be considered a cult i do think there's a level of it where it's like um your your beliefs are taken to an extreme sense right thus making it a cult okay so i saw this story that was uh published by the telegraph which is a famous news outlet, a very well-known news outlet, about a multi-million dollar orgasm cult endorsed by Hollywood. You do this all the time. How does that make you feel? I haven't had an orgasm in like three years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just instantly... You just instantly are upset. You're bitter. No. You don't even like to talk about the word. You always bring this random like Dev, this is mad interesting, dude. <laughs> a multi-million dollar uh orgasm cult? Yes. You in it? No. <laughs> Why it took you so long to answer? No, cuz I cuz I'm not in no cult, Dev. I get mine a natural way, baby. <laughs> I'm the man with a plan. All right, what's this? What's this cold about? What's this cold about? Dude? All right, so the group is called One Taste. <laughs> <laughs> All one word. All right, One Taste. Okay, one band, one sound, and their high priestess of the vagina is Gwyneth Paltrow. For real? Yes. She's in this cult. Yes. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. But the reason that the story was made is because this cult is now facing sex trafficking and prostitution allegations. Ooh. Right? So, in 1994, uh, a Californian-born person named Nicole Dato joined a community of orgasm researchers called the Welcomed Consensus. 
Okay. And it was here that she developed this technique and she called it orgasmic meditation. Mm-hmm. So what's orgasmic meditation, Dev? Mm-hmm. A woman lies on her on a nest of pillows. Okay. And then she butterflies her legs open, right? <laughs> she basically dropped down, get her eagle on, laying down. Uh, okay. And then uh she puts her legs, you know, there's a guy sitting next to her, and then he sets a 15-minute timer. And then wearing latex gloves, because you gotta keep it clean, right? Okay. He touches the upper left quadrant of her clitoris. <laughs> How you feel so far? I'm, I'm hot and bothered, man. <laughs> Teach me more about this cult. This is one one taste. So then, in 2004, so mind you, that was what 1994 when she joined this group of researchers studying orgasms. And then, then she developed this uh, this orgasmic meditation technique, and everybody's upper quadrant of their clit started being touched. <laughs> <laughs> so then in t- 2004 uh, Dayton She set up the One Taste Urban Retreat It was a retreat where she hoped to Promote uh, The the orgasmic meditation Technique as a way to make orgasm Connection and sensuality sustainable Right so she, she saw it as something That helps people So the community grew to about 50 members Most people in their late 20s And they were Doing this technique two or three times a day oh, with various damn. research partners. Hmm, how about that? Where can they sign me up? <laughs> so then she started to make this program. The program, uh, if you wanted to do an introductory workshop, $195. Wait, what? Yes. This is the retreat I'm talking about. Oh, at if the If you retreat. wanted to go to a week long urban monk program, it was $195? Just no, no, no. A, an introductory workshop. Just a single workshop. Okay. Single okay. serve workshop. That was $195. If you wanted to go to an urban monk retreat for a week long, uh-huh. that was about $2,000. Jesus. Or you could train to become a certified coach for sixteen grand. And what the coach do? You just learn where the upper left quadrant is, <laughs> how to massage it, what's the best latex glove to use. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to... Okay. Then they started selling how-to DVDs. Ooh. They sold, you know, it's it's the One Taste organization, so they sold One Stroke Lubricant, <laughs> Orgasmic Meditation Pillows. One Stroke Lubricant? Yes. One Stroke? Yes. That's crazy. So then, um, One Taste's former lead instructor, Ken Blackman, he said that orgasmic meditating oh. resonated particularly deeply with techies, people who worked in the tech world. You know how it is, Dev. You work in front of a computer all day. Jesus. You just want to get a nut. <laughs> After a long day of writing code, you just try and get that upper left quadrant tickled. He says Silicon Valley was a really great place to market because we could talk in terms of having a new operating system for human connection. See? See how he did it? You see how he did it there? Yo, it's there. a new operating system. Let me touch that clip. Let me tickle that clip. This is one taste, one taste, one taste. Then celebrities started getting in on it, Dev. By then, they, they are blown up. They're a big organization. Khloe Kardashian, she said she swore by orgasmic meditation. Chloe? And then Gwyneth Paltrow. That's my girl. Right? Mind you, Gwyneth Paltrow, do you remember the story about how she was selling the um, This Smells Like My Vagina candle? Yeah. Yeah. You ever bought one? Nah, I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't find it at Home Goods. <laughs> You didn't go to Bath and Body Works, the naughty section? No. Nah. 
So Gwyneth Paltrow became a part of this, and they ended up um, naming her a high priestess of the vagina. Dang, that must mean she was. She her one taste was crazy. So then by 2017, this is now a couple years ago, One Taste had 150 staff members. They had salespeople who were selling these workshops, these retreats, etc. Um, they had courses ranging up to dev 60 grand a year. They was making bread. 60 grand. Off some and then taste. they had this uh Nicole Dadon intensive which was uh Well, you can't get this is where no the Nicole Daydon intensive was a personal tuition that you paid where Nicole Daydon herself would stroke you for up to thirty six thousand dollars. So if you paid thirty six K, you could get the originator of the OM technique to stroke you to stroke you upper left quadrant style. Thirty six K. Mm-hmm. Hey, cruise control listeners, we are going to do a, a, a um, you just just send your money into our Venmo real quick. I need thirty six k. I haven't been stroked in four years, cruise control listeners. So then, listen, let me let me round out the story. So basically, in twenty eighteen, they started to get investigated. Um, I think Bloomberg did like a whole uh, journalism investigative thing story on them. They were using pressure sales tactics. They were calling people, telling them to take out a, a credit card just to buy like their workshops and stuff like that. What the? Heck? Um, they were that's too much. Settling out of court with staff members who said that they had been ordered to sleep with certain like prospective members to go have sex with them and then get them to be a part of the organization. Um, and then there was in 2020 the Orgasm Cult podcast brought up allegations of staff being coerced into having sex with men to entice them to take the courses. That was when it kind of blew up with this podcast in 2020. Oh, damn. So the workers had to have sex with the guys and then the guys would buy into it? Right. It was like if they were a prospective client, then you would go have sex with them, tell them, look, you know, now you can buy into our program. You can have these orgasms all the time. This is a little taste. One taste. Get it? <laughs> gotcha. You see? <laughs> and and be clear. Let's be clear. This is still up. So they so one taste is still a thing? One taste is still a thing. There's no way. Yes. So, but I thought you said they were in trouble though. No, they're 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 under fire, but they're still a thing. They're actively up. It was only last year that that podcast came out. So now they're like actually working through the allegations. Yeah, look, there's not even a thing for one taste. There's not even a, 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 a internet thing. What's it called? They don't even got a web page. Well, they're still up and running. Somebody's tasting that one taste. <laughs> oh, this is the. Is this how they, this how they do it? Yes, you Devin see? is googling right now images from the OM technique. So they just touch your thigh. They don't even touch your. You see, he's just touching her thigh. No, no, it, they're not gonna show on the nice page of Google. You gotta go to like page three to see what's happening. But they get up in there, the four, the upper quadrant, Dad. Where was? How First you, question for you. What? Do you want to go to one taste? Yeah. Do I'm, you want to pay for a workshop? Where? Listen, cruise control. Would you drop 200? two hundred? Two thirty-six k. I probably shot thirty-six k to talk to uh uh what's her name? Cold day dome. Yeah, the dome. She could touch my dong. <laughs> the cold they don't could touch you my dong. Cold death? Nah, I wouldn't join a cold. 
I mean, I. You said you haven't had an orgasm. In <laughs> let's let's unpack this, Dad. You backed up. You backed up. Come on, I don't want to. This is a whole organization. I'm dude. not gonna talk about this for with a simple my brother, fee, dude. For a simple fee, they could tickle your quadrants, and you will be on cloud nizzy. <laughs> Cause you can't learn this meditation at home. You yeah. gotta go there. Nah, but touch me, touch me, say that you love me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dave, I can't do this, man. What is this? Why, why, why I gotta go to one taste? I'm just. I, I just thought it was an interesting story because this whole organization sold you this idea that they can give you a special type of orgasmic experience. And people bought into it. I mean, this is celebrities, Hollywood, people paying thousands of dollars. How trash the the sex you had to have before that you think this organization? I don't think that's. I don't think that's true. I, I think, think that's that, true. No, I think people are like. Sometimes you just want a different experience. Come on, man! Like you get an orgasm the good old, the old fashioned way. Now you want to get it with the with the butterfly technique. <laughs> Some people just want something different. It's not about having something bad. It's just you want to try something different. I I don't know, Dave. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go all that way. I, I think it costs too much money to be trying something different. You can have you can just do that stuff regular. Just go on Bumble. It's free. Or go on like a a, a Tinder. It's free. Is it though? Tinder? Yeah. How much How much have you found? Well, for I, free. I, I don't. Oh, that's a that's a whole other story because you don't got no game. Hit, hit his ball go man this this guy yeah. over here you can start up, an organization called no taste bringing up one taste and all that i want to talk about i don't got no game listen at the end of the day i i you know i i, I could get mine <laughs> but <laughs> shut up dave i hate talking to you about these things man <laughs> all right thanks dad for that that was great insight and uh <laughs> And critique by you. Nah, man. I, I, I do. I, like I said before, though, I, I think with this this right here, it's got to be. It's trash. I do. I truly think that. I think your experiences as a human being. It has, so is anything good to you? No, I'm just saying you, you brought up Everything the point. Everything to you is trash. No, you brought up the point that you feel like you just want a new experience. I feel like there's they're talking about 36K was that? To me, to just get with the with Look, the if you broke with, just say it with the lady <laughs> <laughs> you sounding like a broke boy yo you would hand Birkin out bag booking not the bump but you would Birkin get nip and book. you would hand out thirty six k Dave Dave if to, I had the bread to get choked by the dome <laughs> if I had the bread yeah <laughs> why not it's 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 a new experience I don't get and it you gonna get a nutty. <laughs> What if you don't though? You gonna get another butter bar? <laughs> what you mean? What if you don't? Because That's what you paying them for? Yeah, but what if they can't succeed? Refund. <laughs> How do you know? I leave with a latex glove stuck between my leg and my uh, <laughs> and my and my groin right here. Talking about give me my money back. <laughs> I walk right to the lobby. Uh, I'd like a refund. <laughs> Nicole didn't do it for me. I didn't complete. <laughs> You want to check my You want to check my sack Still full I didn't complete Look at this rag Look Nothing on it Dry Give me my money back Give me my 36k Yo that's a That's a crazy refund 36k Yeah Off some nut 
36k in nut money give me my <laughs> refund all the, all the bills sticking together yo to get a $36,000 refund Dev, yo, in cash listen if I'm gonna pay somebody $36,000 for a nut I need that <laughs> to hit the ceiling like they gonna be like you want store credit no I want store credit this one taste well, I'm gonna buy a one taste sweater that's $75. Yeah, get a one-taste towel when you go to the beach and all that, man. Yo, this is tough. They really made a whole business out of orgasms. I can't... Promising other people orgasms. I can't mess with it, Dave. The real question is... I can't okay, mess with so it. you are... You, what we learned today is you're a broke boy. <laughs> and everything is trash to you. Like, you don't you don't like having orgasms or nothing. You know, you're no fun. You have no sex. <laughs> You get no. This is what we learned Dev, about you. You get no cheeks. You're a broke boy. But the real question is: Is this a bad thing? Inherently, to have an organization that practices meditation that causes you to have orgasms. I mean, minus the whole, you know, we, uh, stuff that the allegations and stuff like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with this place. I mean, that people just want to get a fancy nut, you know, an expensive nut. Uh, that's what it is. It's an expensive. People have done that for for through so many other ways. People go to Nevada and Nevada. <laughs> People go to Nevada and participate in legal prostitution. They go to the cat house. Shout out to HBO. Yeah. And they partake. You know yeah. what I mean? People pay. People pay. Uh, sex workers. People have all these type of kinks. They go to swingers clubs and do this and that and the third. People get it how they live. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say this. I even think it's wrong to bring up allegations about them about pressure sales tactics and all that. What the heck? Why? Because if somebody want to pay money to get one of these nuts off. You about to say something? No, listen. If people, if how are you going to blame somebody for saying, yo, we got this special way to nut? If you give me $36,000, you can have this. And they go, okay. That's on them. That's a consumer. That's, that's consumers not, have responsibility. That's not pressure sales. Just to, just to say, yo, we got this product, and they're like, okay, I'll take the okay, product. Okay, so Dev, Dev, let me let me. Pressure let me. sale is putting pressure on somebody to do it. Right. So the article that the Telegraph wrote said that they were using pressure sales tactics, calling people, telling them to take out credit cards, so that they could pay for this. Right. Somebody calls you on the phone and says, Dev, I got the nut of a lifetime for you. <laughs> If you go ahead and apply for this PNC card, you can use the $2,000 credit limit you got. You can buy one of our weekly long retreats. You can come get unlimited nuts. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead? Here, look, I'm going to send you this link. Stay on the phone with me. I'm going to send you this link. You can fill this out. What you going to You're going to be like, oh, And by the oh way, here, I'm going to send you, I'm gonna send you, you know, this link. This you got nude. a point. I haven't had a nut in years. I'm going to send you this nude. <laughs> I haven't had a nut in years. Uh, I guess I'll fill it out. <laughs> And then later, come back and talk about, yo, they pressured me into, into signing up for a damn credit card Dave, to then purchase this this product. You don't know what type of you could probably work. You could probably work as a great phone salesman on that, John, because you probably be like, yo, what we learned about you today is you a broke boy. You never had enough. Before I wouldn't talk you. like that to my potential clients. What would you say? I'll listen. I'll listen. <laughs> What's up, broke boy, bitch? No, like, listen. When's the last time you nutted? <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> to start the conversation off. Yo, yo, this D- DC beast on the mic. <laughs> When's the last time you nutted? 
I wouldn't call somebody and say, this is me on the mic. I would just say, look, sir, when's the last time you nutted? If I could offer you a week-long retreat. <laughs> nuts. Where there's nuts galore. Would you consider it? All right, look, for, for a small fee of $2,000, you can come to California. You got to play your own flight, by the way. You could come. You could come to California and come in California. Come all over California. Yeah, we, we are one taste. <laughs> we spent like 20 to 25 minutes talking about nuts. That's all I wish my day consisted of. <laughs> I could talk about nuts all day, baby. So listen, moral of the story is to all our listeners, if you try and get a nut off, hit up one taste. Go to onetaste.com backslash backslash upper quadrant to learn more about the OM technique. OM. Oh. And if you got $2,000 lying around, you could use it. You could spend it on a lot, much, much worse. Like? I don't know. You could buy a Bowflex or something or a Peloton. Instead of buying a Peloton, why don't you go get them nuts? The nut-a-time. You could have a week-long worth of nuts. I tell you this much, though, Dave. And look. If you're not satisfied with the results, what money back guarantee? Is that what they said? Yeah. Oh, then why was they complaining about the buying the credit no, card? No, I just made that up. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to see my sales, see my sales skills. What's the last time you nutted? Right before I got here. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, what else we got? I will say this though, Dave. I, uh, uh, that that retreat, that month long retreat, man, that could. I could really use that right now, though, Dave. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm telling you this much. I, I think I'm at the point right now, and I do this a lot with the cruise control, but I think I'm at the point right now where the stories and the things that I bring to at my job have kind of hit a limit, and the stuff that I, the stuff that happens to me at work, I think, I think it's coming to a point right now where. I just like you said last time like you just have to ask yourself does this are you serious like did this really happen to you at work mm-hmm. I just I let me just explain this story so as you guys know I work for a landscaping company we move dirt from one place to another we plant trees sunflower hats sharp shovels you know whatever the case may be mm-hmm. all that good stuff right I'm working on the job <clears throat> With somebody who's relatively at the same skill set level that I'm at, okay, uh, have some knowledge in some things, but for the most part, they're in the same skill level that I'm at, right? Mm-hmm. Me and this person are working together on this in particular job. We're working on a patio together. Part of my job is to do patios, walkways, walls. It's a lot of hardscaping stuff, so moving stone, moving uh bricks moving pavers all that good stuff so we're working on a hardscape job at this point of the uh, of the job we're running late we're, we're we're back on hours we're not doing what's told of us so we got to hurry up and we got to get things done so, dave what is the noise god i'm listening what did you plug in <laughs> my nutomatic 3000 from one taste <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> So I, I just lost all all, all thoughts. Um, yeah. So at this point of the job, like I said with my coworker, we're at a place where we have to hurry up and we have to kind of get things moving, get things on the roll. Okay. So we show up to this job and I tell them, hey, look, I, I start telling them how things should go. So I said, look, I feel like 
at this point we've been told to do this this and this let's hit this first let's work on here let's do this let's do that let's get the let's get the ball rolling on this thing he stops me in the middle of my sentence dave and he goes hey dev i'm gonna tell you something about me and this is probably something that you'll learn about a lot of other people in your life but if i didn't ask you for your advice I do not want you to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this he really said that to you? <laughs> that's what did the, you say? That's the exact same remark that people at my job said when I told him what he said. I I I, I could control myself. I didn't I didn't pop off. I didn't jump off. I didn't say anything ridiculous back to him. I I carried myself, I think, correctly. I just calmed down and I was like, all right. I was like, no, no worries. We'll do we'll do whatever you want to do, because at the end of the day, this in, this person in particular, mm-hmm. this is his job. He's he's leading it. OK, quote unquote. He's the lead of the job. So whatever he wants to do, I have to follow it just because that's the way it was placed. That's the way it's done. So I said, cool, no problem. We'll do what you have to do. The way I ended up handling it was I told, you know, my supervisor, supervisor uh, told me to talk to the boss. I talked to the boss and the situation is being handled as we speak because this was recently. Okay. But Dave, I wanted to bring this up to you because usually I bring you jokes. Usually I got people rapping at my work. Usually I got people doing crazy stuff. But this in particular situation this situation in particular was sort of a conflict. You know what I mean? It was a confrontation. It was something that could have got a lot worse. It was something that could have went south real quick. And there's probably a lot of people listening right now that are saying to themselves, why didn't you knock his head off? Why didn't you sock him? Why didn't you put him down? At the end of the day, I didn't want to lose my job. At the end of the day, I I, I, can, I can control myself in those situ- type of situations. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think that was fight worthy. If I'm being if I'm being real, you don't and think that's no macho stuff. You don't think like so? That. No, I just think I mean that might be worth uh, you know you calling it out and be like, yo, that's that's a little disrespectful. But you don't have to feel compelled to sock them. Just start socking people off rip. Like it, it shouldn't. <laughs> Listen, man, you want to be the type of person where very few things are fight worthy, and the things that you do fight for should be very very important. So that I think overall you had a pretty good response. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have got to the level of fighting. But what it, so what happened? So this this situation is still it, like I said it recently just happened over the weekend. Actually. But I mean like what happened after? Like right after you said it's cool and then like we just worked. We just worked. We ended did up he doing say anything else to you like did you have to drive back from the job and was he like yeah it's a nice day today? <laughs> yeah, it was just after that it was very it was very just regular. Yeah, I didn't like I said I didn't I didn't want to I, I felt like in that moment like I was really you didn't address it with him after. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't really I didn't really talk about it because this is not my first confrontation with the guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is not the first time that things have happened. So at this point right now where I'm at with the boy, it's like I really don't want to pop off. You know what I mean? Like I really don't want to do anything to get to get me fired or to get mm-hmm. me in trouble. I did feel like he, on the on the drive back, did he say a joke in the car and did you go did you laugh at it? No. Did he say a joke? But this was in the beginning of the day, though, Dave. When he said the thing about don't give me your advice on this ask for it? Yeah. 
This was like this was so you like went the whole day. Did y'all sit to eat lunch together? Yeah. Well, I sat somewhere else, but yeah, we had lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like how did you treat this man the rest of the day? Because like it's cool if you didn't fight, but I'm not gonna also be like friendly with the guy. <laughs> like you, like you was cool with him and all that. <laughs> hey, what shovel you using there, man? That, that's a nice shovel. <laughs> what you got in that burrito right there? I'm just trying to be like you. I I say all that now. I was just figuring it out. That's all. Asking (laughs) questions. Okay, so it was it was kind of awkward. Was it awkward? The rest of the day? It was. It was. It was kind of weird. Have you worked with him again since then? uh, He didn't show up to work today, so no. Okay. Okay. Because it happened over the weekend, like I said. And then now the the uh, the uh, the upper level management knows about it. Yeah. Okay. So you snitched. Yeah, I told right on ball. Okay, okay. What the, See the if, energy you bring. If I'm not socking them, I'm snitching. I, I just feel like those are the two options. Right. Because then I can either continue to take it and continue to be like, all right, cool. I'm just your, your punch. Like, you can just do whatever you want. Like, go ahead. I'm going to just be here. Yo, Dev, I really feel like socking you right now. Go ahead and sock me then. Like, since you want to talk disrespectful. Yeah, I like, mean, <laughs> hey, you know, these are all learning lessons. I think one thing that we, we've learned, you know, me and the Cruise Control listeners, one thing we learned about you is that you a bitch and a snitch. Because <laughs> you ain't say nothing to him. And you was asking him how he shoveled so nice. <laughs> I never said Yes, you just said that. No, I didn't. You said, you said late, it happened in the morning, and then later on in the day, you was like, yo, that's the nicest hole I ever seen. <laughs> Teach me. And you a snitch. You dimed him out to the, to the bosses. You said, yo, he said something not nice to me. <laughs> and it hurt my feelings. What you wanted? So what you wanted me to do, Dave? I I I truly I I truly truly because this is coming from the bull. Oh no, I wasn't there. This is coming from a bull who got his glasses socked off. So I want to hear what you would have did. Never got my glasses socked off. <laughs> Never got my glasses socked off. I had contacts that night. <laughs> they contact. You got your contacts socked off. Never. You got hit so hard your contacts went, went into somebody contacts. else's eyes. <laughs> I went home with both contacts. Young the boy socked me so hard that the contacts was on. So his, why'd you bring the story up? On his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> why'd you bring the story? His up? knuckles see clear. I brought this story to your attention because I wanted to know. First off, like I, like you already gave me the advice. What would you have done in that situation? And second off, I'm pretty sure we all go through this type of thing at the workplace. But have you ever been in a situation? Where you've had conflict or where you were, where it was a situation you were like, yo, that person kind of came at me the wrong way. They kind of disrespected me. And how did you handle it? What happened? Like, I guess I just want to know that this is not a thing that is just happening to me. Like, this is like a regular thing, right? This is something that happens to people everywhere in the workplace. Yeah, just conflict because so many people try to avoid it and so many people try to stay away from it. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I wanted to bring it to your attention. I mean, from uh, my experience with confrontation at work is honestly, I'm avoiding of it for the most part. I think I really do try to be a kind, uh, empathetic person. I try to listen to people. And for the most part, people like me. Like I bust it up, make jokes with them, blah, blah, blah. So in the workplace, that's kind of the style I like to have, which also means that when it comes to confrontation or if people are confrontational, one, it doesn't happen to me that often because of how I am already. So that that's one's tactic to deal with confrontation is you try to give off a certain energy, um, which I'm curious to 
to hear you self-evaluate, Dev, because I don't know if you're always aware of the energy you give off. You come here every week and you talk about something different about your job. You be laughing about people. You talk about all the, the crazy characters. You think people don't read that? You think people don't peep like the, the, the vibes you give off or the body language you give them or the way you act towards them? Like you might contribute to that. He might not bang with you because you don't bang with him, maybe. So you might deserve it. Yeah, that was bad he advice. You. Yeah, that was bad advice. Um, he should have socked you. Yeah, basically. Uh, so you don't there, you don't think you have anything to do with that? No the relationships you foster at work. No, but you coming at it from a from like a nutty standpoint though. How? Like you coming at you said he should have socked Gosh. me. You said he should have socked me. That was a joke. But yeah. what I'm saying is, but if, my, he, if he was coming at you with that energy of death, if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. Dave, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. You're self-evaluating yourself like, yo, basically, I'm Eddie Murphy at the workplace. Like, I always be yuck, yuck, yucking, but yoing, 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 red nose, red nose. Like, you come, you coming at me what like your your self-evaluation was red nose like a clown. Your self-evaluation is you the toughest boy at work. Everybody loves to work with you. There's never been a bad day when Dave Cruz is at work. Like, I'm pretty sure people don't bang with you either. Yes, but at course. the end of the day, my point is, no, but not more every- people don't bang with you. No, not everybody's gonna bang nope. with you at the I- Workplace. I don't think I've ever heard somebody like you at your job. Everybody, Dave, mad people like me. Mad people's cool with me. I'm a regular dude. I'm a, I'm a regular guy. I'm a literally like I don't have nothing to stand out, and I don't have nothing so don't too corny. Like I don't know what's wrong with boy, Dave. I, I, I will say, I, I truly, I truly sidebar, don't know. He he sounds like he might need a nut. Shout out to One Taste <laughs> for only two thousand dollars. You can go on a retreat. And get all the nuts you need to get some of that anger and frustration out. The thing about the ball is we the same age. And then on top of that, both of us are being considered to be like kind of move up like mm-hmm. out of the crew that we have right now. People mm-hmm. need to move up. They're looking for like people, leaders and stuff like that. Me and him are kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. So this is his job. This is the one that he's leading. So I kind of think that when he's got me there and he's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this ball look nutty and to make this ball look garbage. That and that's just to me. So you think it was a power play? I th- I I always it think was because a showing of, of he was flexing his chest out. Like like I said, this is not the first time that that has happened with him. He mm-hmm. is he has done this before in the past. Not that was I think was the worst one where he was verbally out there. But he has done things in the past where I might have given him advice or given him like something that I was taught by somebody else who was higher up than him. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna chalk that idea. I'm gonna do my idea. Sounds like somebody I know. Who? You. All right, man. What's the top five? You the same way. What's the top five? You, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> everything I say, way. everything I say, you just going to throw it back at me. Like I'm just saying, the first thing, you asked me a question, how do you deal with confrontation? I said, the first thing is you got to know yourself, basically, is what I, what I said. <laughs> you got to know yourself and what you're bringing to the table. So you got to self-evaluate, are you contributing to confrontation? Because it's very easy to point out other people and say, that person's confrontational, that person's confrontational, but... You're also part of that exchange. So you got to figure out what you're bringing to the table. Okay. I don't care what your opinion is of yourself. I'm just saying that's a thing that you have to consider. And I do. And I do consider it. And it ain't me. Okay. Fine. The second thing I think about confrontation is if you can't avoid it and if it's something that happens and it impacts you, I do think everybody who works at a job, whether it's in an office or, you know, for a landscaping company or whatever... I think if you feel strongly about something, you do have to develop strategies to address it. 
And the thing is, I don't think everybody needs to have a cookie cutter approach to confrontation. That's I, I truly believe that. So like, confrontation. Uh, somebody who's confrontational towards you doesn't always have to uh, equate to having an argument with somebody or having some quick quip to come back at with them, or asserting yourself in the moment and sticking your chest back out and seeing who's the bigger person or blah blah blah. Whose chest is bigger? Whose chest is bigger? <laughs> Sometimes. You know, like for me, I'll use myself as an example. For me, what it is, is I like to gather my thoughts and then address that person when we're in a different circumstance or in a different environment, different mental space. And then I'll address it, but in a calm, professional way. So you because my standard is always professionalism. You know what I mean? (laughs) You feel me? So you've had a situation like this before. Maybe not the same exact one, but you've had a situation where somebody might have crossed you the wrong way or said something. And you were like, dang, that's kind of drawling or something like that. Is that what you're kind of telling me at this point? Yeah, I've had that. You've had a situation like this. Yes. And for me, it's like. Do you I, mind I, me asking what happened, or is it some is it something that's like close to work and you don't want to draw? Um, let me. I I didn't have something specifically that I was thinking about. Yeah, cause you a fraud. <laughs> I didn't have something specific. I'm a fraud. Yeah, it's yeah. Your yeah, story, yeah. not mine. I didn't have like a story ready made. Uh, yeah, speaking. I'm glad you asked. There was this one time, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, well, yeah. And also, why would I lie about that? Workplace. <laughs> Damn. I, <laughs> I'm really about to side you, dude. <laughs> you think you're the only boy that's had a confrontation at work? <laughs> Listen, I've had I've had several confrontational moments at work. Either people saying something disrespectful or doing something disrespectful, taking a disrespectful action. Um, and for me, again. I said, I admitted, I struggle with confrontation. I'm not confrontational by nature. So I'm not going to clap back at somebody in the moment. I don't get loud with people. You ever had like a, I mean, I actually know for a fact you have, but those bosses that like yell at you, yeah. you know, supervisor that yell, I can't do that. I yeah. supervise people. I can never bring myself to yell at somebody at work. For one, I think work stuff is never that serious that I need to yell at you. Like whatever we do, wherever we work. I work at a university like nothing we do is so important that I need to yell <laughs> nobody died my parents didn't get slapped or spit on or something like yeah you a front you know desk I mean? manager right I don't need to yell why is your front desk dirty I, n- I never need to yell at somebody so that that's just a thing for me that I swear by like I won't ever yell at somebody but there's people that do that because I don't know that's how they feel they need to be or they saw it in a movie or they, they like get off to it or something yeah, it's I don't like, know. Like one, it makes one them feel touch. better about themselves but that's not me so I'm just not confrontational but I do need to build the skills and I'm continuing to build the skills to address people professionally for, and for me that means let the whatever feelings emotions because you never know what somebody brings to work on a given day yeah you that know is I mean? true boy might have Boy might have just got off the phone with one taste, put down his deposit, and then they scammed him out of his bread. Now he came to work nutless, hasn't gotten a single nut off. Nutless in Seattle. And now he come to work and here go Dev talking about, yo. You should should start in in the left corner with the grass and work your way through the middle. And he's like, listen, Devin, I haven't nutted respectfully. I haven't nutted in six weeks. If I want your advice, I'll ask you for it. Otherwise, watch your mouth and stay out of my way. 
like we landscapers. Nothing is that deep. <laughs> and then I like how the boy tried to equate it to like, you're going to learn this about me, but also others. <laughs> mm, he sunned you. <laughs> he said, listen here, youngin. Let me learn you something. There's going to be many people in your life that don't want your advice. So don't give it ever. And I'm one of them. The end. I really wanted a soccer <laughs> Like, that was my instinct. My instinct was to sock him. Like, I was like, this, this square cross is cool. Like, sleepy time sock boy. I, that's where I wanted to be at with it. But then... You know, at the end of the day, I just I, I, I let it go. I, I was more worried about keeping my job and not mm. not losing out because it pays good money. I mean, we joke around about it, but to me, it pays good money. So I'm like, I, I'd rather keep the job and keep making some good money than sock ball. And then that's it for me. You and know, that was what a mean? smart decision. That was a smart decision. But yeah, confrontation at work is never easy because you that is the how you make your money. That's how you make your a living. And yeah. you don't want to jeopardize that. But at the same time, people will sometimes come at you sideways and like I said I firmly stand by this dev this is my word of wisdom to you and everybody listening we all do have to deal come up with strategies to deal with confrontation at work because it's gonna pop up somewhere or another and you gotta have an approach that you're comfortable with and that you're ready to use when you need it Whatever that looks like, just make sure you address it. Because one thing you can't do is let people talk to you any old way or treat you any old way. That's that's a no-no. And that goes into the whole thing about self-respect and, and your dignity and all those things. You got to preserve preserve those things because people will beat you down. That's the, That ends up when people just repress, repress stuff, Dev. Them be the people that show up at work with the Uzi, shoot up the whole office or something like that, go postal, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely don't want to get there where you bugging out. So if you got confrontations at work, address them. Give them a pamphlet for one taste. <laughs> Tell them in California, all your problems could go away in one week. They've got many one taste pamphlets, so. Tell them Gwyneth Paltrow's the high priestess of the vagina. <laughs> I don't know, Dave. It's just annoying, man. I'm tired. I'm 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 tired of all that all that work. Well, let's get let's get all that energy out. Let's do our top five this week. Do you want to hop right into the top five like Let's that? Let's get it, man. All right, man. What's this week's top five, Dave? Top five for this week, episode 35. We're going to list our top five personal, most annoying things that happen to you at work. Or annoyances at work, right? Rant, work could, annoyances. Work annoyances. Okay. Right. So what are the top five things that annoy you when you're at work? And this could be anything. Right. First of all, it should be personal to us, me and me, me and you. Yeah. But also, we wonder if people listening can relate to some of these. And what are the things that annoy you the most at work? Your top five most annoying things. Who's going first, me or you? Well, I won last week. <laughs> That's why I asked you. <laughs> so, I think you should go ahead and go first, and I'll go second. Let's get into this top five, baby. All right, Dave. So, uh, real quick before we continue, that was good advice about me going first, but I didn't ask for that. <laughs> and I will sock you if you continue with this slander. But I will go first because I agree. <laughs> it's like, nah. But for me, starting off my top five work annoyances number five, supporting 
a co-worker's craft now dave Mm -hmm. i know we all go through this right you got your co-worker she might paint or she might be a rapper or he might be a comedian Mm -hmm. or he might you know he got he might have a band Mm -hmm. and he come in and he's like hey dave listen me and my band are playing at the salty splatoon tomorrow (laughs) i want you to come through and support we gonna be doing a nice three song set (laughs) and you go to that They be in some dusty bar. They the last. They the third to last act to go on, and they banish. <laughs> yeah, they're displaying my artwork at the Youth Arts Collective this Wednesday. Be great if you could stop through. This man is thirty six. Why are you John being shown at the Youth Arts Collective? You go to that John. They got a, a table full of Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> And they playing the Whip Nene song. Yeah, and then they got a uh, a raffle going on. <laughs> you get two mongoose bikes. And some local pastor prays over the uh, event before it starts. You're like, get me out of here, man. Why did I come support this bull? I'm not buying no art. Yo, I never bought art. Me neither. <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm a broke boy. <laughs> You're a broke boy. <laughs> You're a real broke one. <laughs> Yo, I never bought art. Who bought? It just hit me that I never bought art. Why are you having this? <laughs> like there be whole art shows that people go to and they look at an art yeah. and be like, mm, "Bring that up for me. Put that in my crib." <laughs> it's really how you a- take art home. Do you get it delivered or yeah? Do you just pull up the car? <laughs> Let me put the back seats down. <laughs> Tied down to the roof I got bungee cords <laughs> Yo People buy art Yo That's real nutty That's rich <laughs> So you don't like Supporting people When they when they crash And the thing is I, I got I got It annoys su- you When they invite you To stuff I got supported mm-hmm. But I never invited anybody I just you don't, You're not a promoter At work Right I'm I, I, Here's my comedy demo tape Yeah Right Like I I talk about it because people When people ask me About myself Comedy is the, One of the first things I talk about Because I do You know I I did stand up last year and or bo- the year before COVID. I'm sorry, 2019, and I was doing it for a couple years. Then COVID hit, and then I stopped, and then I haven't done it. But we do the podcasting thing, so comedy is a big part of my life. So of course I bring it up. Do I ever say, "Yo, come to one of my shows"? I'm performing it at the Ha Ha uh, Chuckle Club. Like, you know, you got to pay five dollars to get in, five dollars so to get out. What you what you're saying, your number five is is unsolicited uh, info about people's personal crafts yeah like things they do on a side. yeah because then that always comes with the invite like yo can you please come support like right i'm playing in the aau tournament right <laughs> hey i got a gig at founders brewing company going on at 8 30 i'm playing the kazoo that's my number five day for my top five work annoyances all right coming in at number five for me mm-hmm. is um <clears throat> Top five most annoying things that were coming in number five for me is people who clock me who aren't my supervisor. Mm, explain that. Explain that. Like, if I walk in at 9.15 a.m. to my job. So right now, currently, Dev, at my job, I'm a salary staff, meaning I don't clock in hourly, right? I'm just paid my annual salary divided up over however many pay periods in a year, and I don't have hours set hours that I adhere to I have agreed upon hours with general guidelines to my hours but pretty much I just kind of work so long as I reach roughly 40 hours a week or more I get paid what I get paid also if I do overtime 
nine times out of ten, I'm not getting any additional compensation for it. Maybe I'll get some comp time, whatever, if it's like extenuating. So, so for the most part, as long as you get your work done, you're chilling. Right. And I don't have set hours. Okay. So I come in at 915. And then so-and-so, <laughs> as I'm walking by their office at 915. Say a name. So-and-so. Okay. They want to. Hey, Dave, how are you? <laughs> oh, you uh, start at 915? <laughs> don't, don't ask me when I start. Don't clock me. You're not my boss. I come in whenever I want. Nah, nah, Dave, Dave, tell them for real what you be telling that person that say, do you come in at 915? I don't say nothing. <laughs> you Damn, I really don't. I never. I, I never, hold, Carol. I never. Listen, I don't have to dignify somebody's question with an with a response. <laughs> Drinking coffee. I just keep it pushing. I'm trying my darndest to get don't in at ever, nine. Don't clock me like you're not my boss. Don't ask me when I'm leaving either. I'm just I'm here when I'm here and I'm not when I'm not. You do you. But I hate that. That's one of my most annoying things at work is when people clock you who are not your boss. <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's funny. Or like, you know, lunch. Lunch is another thing I dictate. Like, I dictate my schedule. <laughs> so, so if I come back in at one thirty, It would be lunch for day. Don't be like, you didn't take lunch from 12 to 1? I took lunch whenever. I took a seven-hour lunch. How about that? <laughs> Suck my balls. Yo, lunch is a hot button Don't ever topic. clock me. Yeah, like sometimes I, if I want to take an hour and a half lunch, I'm taking an hour and a half lunch. I'm that bull. I'm Dave Cruz. I'm not you. Don't clock me. Oh, my God. That was a good one. That was a good one. That and if my one. supervisor clocks me, guess what? What? Lies. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got stuck in traffic. <laughs> my dog had a pneumonia. Big emergency. <laughs> And flooded my bathroom. My rat's had a tumor. Yo, why my coworker says rat had a tumor? <laughs> he has a pet rat. Tumor. Both of them had tumors. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a that's a bad lie. <laughs> yeah, the cops was uh the cops uh flagged him down like in the car, and he said, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I was driving to the animal hospital. My rat has a tumor." <laughs> Yo, people be saying anything at work. Yeah. Cop, let him go. Remember, uh, remember a couple months ago when it was like um, snowing real bad. Yeah, it was like a hailstorm one day, one week. Yeah, uh, one of my staff came to work and said that <laughs> they got hit with a hail ball in their eye. Because <laughs> it was like, hey, you know, because they were basically making us think about the fact that they had to travel via public transportation after work. They was making, a, they was wearing an eye patch when they said that. <laughs> they was wearing a neck brace on the eyeball. I got hit directly in the eye. They had a cast around the their, of that. You probably a cast got around their eye. Dying in a in a in a uh, airplane accident than getting hit with a hail directly in your eye. Yo, how you got a cast around your eye? <laughs> a neck brace, Dad. Same thing. All right, that's my number five. Coming in at number four for me for my uh, top five work annoyances. Mm-hmm. How about the longest tenured person at the company? <laughs> <laughs> right I listen mm-hmm. that person knows the super OG of the other job yeah the superest of OGs that person don't Starting come there in 1976 <laughs> <laughs> know all which fact machine works fastest <laughs> that person know uh 
um, um, know know the boss's uh, uh, family because he knows he's been there for so long. That person know who was the boss before the boss. That person come in, don't care whatsoever what happens now or then because they ain't gonna get fired. So they they come in, they simply do the minimum that's asked of them, and they go. Home. <laughs> Yo, it's it, it is. Why are they annoying to you? It's mad annoying because you. The only reason that they continue to have their job is just because of time spent at a company. It's no longer because of work. Mm. It's no longer because of what they do or what they give to the company. Like productivity is not the point. It's just because, you know, James has been there for 30 years, so he's going to keep being there. Right. (laughs) That's really what it is. That's truly what it is. And then they pop out and they might have some knowledge of some rule or something that they learned way back in the day. But at the end of the day, they're not there to work hard and mm-hmm. to get stuff done they're just there to collect the check do the bare minimum and go home so they can retire in a few years right man forget, forget them learning like the new systems or technology oh or something my like god that. yeah dude and then they get mad because they the old system worked best <laughs> i like the old one better i was here when we rank people up with a calculator <laughs> you ever had an abacus <laughs> this newfangled <laughs> cash register I hate it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, and nobody holds them accountable to that. Nah, like you. This is our new system. You should learn it. People don't care about them. That's what the they typically issue. do is shuffle those people. Though they'll put them in something that's real easy, like like looking at the front door for eight hours. <laughs> and when I remember when I worked at Sam's Club, there was this lady who worked there for like thirty years. She was the one that would check your receipt when you left. <laughs> Had the, and like she had her highlighters all like organized and stuff like that. Like Yo. she tried to make her job more important than what it was. <laughs> Just imagine working at Sam's Club for thirty years. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Wholesale everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I could Can't never even afford that. a trip to one taste. <laughs> but that's my number four, man. The longest tenured people are the probably the most annoying people at the job. All right, coming in at number four for me for top five most annoying things at work are people who ask what you brought or bought for lunch. <laughs> What's up with you on lunch, Dave? Dev, I hate it. <laughs> it's annoying. That's not annoying to you? What, what you got there? <laughs> Food. I'm not about to explain to you exactly what... Oh, this is chicken cassatori with uh, uh, cabbage, cheesy baked asparagus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got it from uh, Lucia. Famous Amos, a bag of Famous Amos cookies. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, Debbie's uh, Swiss rolls. My buddy works at Lucia's right down the street. <laughs> oh, this right here. Here, you want to taste it? You, you want to one? Leave taste? me alone. Like it's lunch. It's food. What you brought? <laughs> and also, don't like don't walk up to me and and crane your neck and look at my plate. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? It smells good. What am I supposed to say to that? First of all, let me eat in peace. Where are you Secondly, eating? Secondly, I don't want to explain to you what I what I'm eating. It's food. You're not eating in your office. Like if I'm eating out or or just you know maybe I, yeah I don't want to be in my office or sometimes you are in the office anywhere I don't like it anywhere. Don't ask me anywhere what I'm eating for lunch. <laughs> Yo, lunch has been your five and four. <laughs> no, th- lunch is a hot button topic yeah, yeah. at work. Five was. Clocking me at lunch. No, I, at every part of my day. Lunch is a part of the day. Coming at number three for me, lunch. <laughs> when people don't tell me what they brought for lunch. Deaths. 
Saki, man. I'm a Saki. But that's my number four, man. People who ask me what I brought or bought for lunch, don't ask me what I have for lunch. All right. Don't look at me and say what you got there. It's food. It's about to be gone in five minutes. And then I'm going to be on my phone for the rest of my, my lunch break. All right, coming in at number three for me. Um, man, I, I hate this. I don't know how much, I don't know how, how you feel about it, dude. But the people who write their name on their lunches, <laughs> like when they put What's it in the, you lunch? when they put it in the refrigerator, but in particular, dude, the people who write it on like the nasty food, <laughs> like somebody coming with a cabbage surprise or something like that. Somebody coming with a broccoli <laughs> with a broccoli, all vegetable. Yo, met- there's some, yeah, there's definitely nutty people. Yeah, there's yeah. people who will write on a old whole head of lettuce. <laughs> James. I'm not gonna touch this actual head of lettuce in the fridge. It's not even in a Tupperware, or nothing, or broken up. It's a it's a com- right, whole composed piece of lettuce. Right there, initials on a baby carrots. <laughs> this is KC's. It just don't make any sense. I just don't understand Salad why dressing. Why you feel the need to do that? It's nasty food. It's it's a head of lettuce. It's some baby carrots, man. Just, just, just let it be. Nobody's gonna want that nasty food. You assuming your wife could cook or your husband could cook. <laughs> That's what they're really doing. They assume that the their husband or wife could cook, so they're like, "Yeah, people gonna want this." Ain't nobody gonna want that, especially white people with that nasty smelling. Or food. maybe they just want to mark it because they don't want somebody to steal it. Who's gonna steal it? You never had your lunch stole. <laughs> Come on, Dave. No. You never had your lunch stole at the at the break room refrigerator. Never. Not one time. Not one time. It happens. That happened to you? Uh, yeah. What they have st- eaten my food. What they stole. What's crazy is people have eaten my food, and I had a personal fridge in my own office. <laughs> Came into my office, food was gone. Whole, whole platter of wings, gone. Or was that just a thing like you you ate it, and it would use as lost? No, it's somebody else that had ate it. And then I, I found out who it was, and they were like, oh, yeah, I was hungry. <laughs> So I told I snitched them to HR. <laughs> that person was fired. For Eating real? Wings. Yeah. For real? That's my wins. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was about to say <laughs> HR fired. Nah, I ain't no snitch like you. <laughs> I hope boy get fired too, and then he go rumble me on his last day of work. <laughs> for real, for real. But nah, people who write their name on the nasty food, man, like let let that be, let that because na- as soon as you open that container up and it hits everybody's nose, ain't nobody gonna want that. It's like a ticking time bomb. Mm. Stuff is so nasty. Mm. That's my number three, Dave. All right, coming in at number three for me, in the top five most annoying things at work, are people who say, let me stop you right there. (laughs) AKA. Can I piggyback off of that? (laughs) AKA. People who interrupt. I hate when people interrupt me while I'm talking. Like, to me, that's like a top five cardinal sin. Of just communication in general. Right. Because for me, Dev, personally, I never interrupt people when they're talking. Right. Unless it's like, um, let's say I'm facilitating a meeting Mm -hmm. and I know we have an agenda to get to. I'll respectfully, in a moment where there's like a lull or a a down pause moment, I might say, you know, hey, so-and-so, thank you for that feedback. And we're going to have to move on. But I really appreciate you saying that, blah, blah, blah. Because professionalism is number one for me. But if somebody's going on and they got like an, a, they have a point they want to expound on, I'll let them talk, even if it's for the sake of, even if I don't want to hear it. It's like I don't like interrupting people. 
Right. So when it's done to me and people cut me off as I'm talking, that really makes me want to sock people. Like, that's probably the closest I get in the workplace to actually socking somebody. When they interrupt you? Yeah. Let, let, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> Don't ever stop me right there. I'm, I stop when I want to stop. <laughs> They'd be like, let me sock you right there. Let me sock you right so there. So that's my number three is when people say, let me stop you right there and how, interrupt you while how I'm about, talking. How about, can I piggyback off of that? That was going to be my honorable mention, to be honest. Oh, for real? Yeah. The reason I didn't include it is because I think in general in life, that's a no-knowing thing. It's not just the workplace. Anybody piggybacking off anything Yeah let me piggyback off It's terrible Let me piggyback off Through you piggybacking me Cause piggybacking is like You didn't have no original thought <laughs> You just piggybacked off mine what, what does that even mean Piggyback Where does that come from A piggy's back You never looked at it But what Like do people get on Piggy's backs And try to be a piggy too What is the origin Of the phrase I don't know Piggy Let me piggyback off that <laughs> Is there something about A pig's back that reminds you of uh, taking somebody else's ideas. <laughs> what? We got to look up the, ad- the etymology of that phrase, man. Uh, that's a Mortal Kombat thing. <laughs> etymology. <laughs> you stupid, man. Let me piggyback off that. So, uh, nah, that was that was a good one. I, I hate when people interrupt me while I'm talking with for some for some nonsense too. They usually hit you up with some nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had somebody that interrupt you? <laughs> And then the topic be way different than what you're trying to <laughs> talk about. Yeah, yeah. So basically, snake bites is dangerous. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I'm not, I'm, that's not even the type of time that I'm on right now. Don't interrupt me ever. <laughs> let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there, Dave. Dave, Dave. That's so arrogant to tell somebody, "Let me stop you right there." To think that whatever I have to say is not important enough for you to let it happen, to, to for you to let it finish. Are they going to say That's your, nuts? Do they say your name like three or four times too before they say, <laughs> right? Dave, 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 Dave. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> I'm, I'll be so mad. You know? <laughs> Steam come on my ears like in a cartoon, like dude. a cartoon whistle, John. That's All my right. number three. Coming in at number two for me, man. And I think everybody has one of these people at work. But instead of, you know, when you're in school and there's that one kid that's always following what the teacher does. Teacher's pet. How about the boss's pet? Mm. How about Ooh. the person? Yo, Dave, that's there's a, a one. There's a bull at my job mm-hmm. who will record us working or take pictures of us working mm. and then send it to the boss. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Do you understand what that means? Do you understand what that is? That means that you are on site as soon as the boss asks us for ask for anything. Right. You give them what they want. They want they want a soda. You give them the soda out of your bag. They want they they want pictures of what are you doing. You'll take pictures of everybody else working except for yourself. They want you to they want you to to drop and give them fifty and you drop and give them fifty. No, listen, the bosses pets. I can't stand it, man. That's mad annoying. Or they tell you what they they know the boss will say to to, to something that's happening. Yeah, you know what John will think about that, John. <laughs> you know John wouldn't like that. If Thaddeus was here, Thaddeus would hate it. <laughs> I Thaddeus could rumble me, dude. <laughs> What's she talking about, man? It's so annoying that it it's always at a job. There's always Listen, Denise would probably want us to to <laughs> she probably want us to pick that up and put that right over there. 
Yeah, I know her. It's always that one person. Would you? Would you want coffee? <laughs> they know the boss's coffee order. <laughs> Vanilla creamer, right? Sugar. I got it. <laughs> I hate Dave. I can't. I truly can't stand it, man. And I think every job that I've been in, there's always been that person. I don't think Why I. How do they do it? They do it because I think they want job security. Mm-hmm. They do it because I think they want a they want a promotion. <laughs> And they do it because that's just who they naturally are. I truly think that people are just naturally like they do that. anything for clout, anything, anything, man. They just want that. They really Listen, think. I, in a way, I'm not mad at it. They play in the game. That is one of the games of the the workforce. Uh, Sometimes you got to get in good with the boss. At least we know what Dave is now. No, it's all a game. They- <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a boss's pet. I don't think I've ever been there. But I know that it's a. Th- you're right, Dev. Like every job has that, and that's because it's a part of the game. There's always gonna be some boss's pet. So it, in a way, I kind of like. All right, I see it for what it is. I can't do it, but I know that it's a part of the game. <laughs> <That's> p- <laughs> How many coffees, boss? <laughs> Let me interrupt you right there, boss. You talking about me? Yeah. Dev, did I say I'm a boss's pet? <laughs> Hey boss, what what we having for lunch? <laughs> you be including yourself on the boss's lunch plan? No, today? I, I started this whole thing saying that I'm not. I don't get the the, the joke. All right, coming in at number two for me. Coming in at number two for me. Oh man, this, these these is where I separate right here. These <laughs> these is where I separate. Coming in at number two for me. Of top five most annoying things at work. Is people who knock on the bathroom door. Wait, what do you want them to do? Listen, at my job, we got single serve bathrooms, right? Okay. We don't have like the jaws where the stalls and all that. My current job. Right. So I'm in the bathroom and then somebody comes up to the bathroom. Anybody in there? Now I got to decide if I want to say, yeah, somebody's in here. Or occupy, but nine times out of ten, what ends up happening uh-huh. is I go, eh. <laughs> I just make an indiscriminate noise, <laughs> just to ign- signify that somebody alive is in here. You do the Trey song, John. I go, yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> they say, somebody in here? Which one y'all? <laughs> Because you listen, let me let me explain why this is such an annoying thing. Let me explain why this is such an annoying thing. Anybody in here? (laughs) The princess is here. Anybody in here? (laughs) Just make any noise. Listen, let me explain why this is such a huge problem to me, Dev. Why? Firstly. When you knock on the door, it forces me to do that and make that snap decision on what I want to do to signify that I'm in here. Right? And then there's a whole slew of problems that I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> if I'm taking a dump, right? Then you I'm I'm near the toilet and my voice is facing towards the door. So if I say I'm in here and you can triangulate where I am, now you probably know I'm taking a poop. So that's strike one. Don't disrespect me by knowing where I am using spatial recognition by hearing me say, 
yep, or I'm here from the poop facing directly. <laughs> I don't want you to know anything about what I'm doing in the bathroom. Okay. Secondly, when you come up and knock on the door, it makes me aware of the fact that you're standing real close to the door. So that s- smelly poop I'm taking right there, that dump I'm taking, I know you smell it seeping underneath the door <laughs> and through the cracks. So now I know you got close enough to smell my, my, my farts, which makes me doubly mad. Right. The third thing is don't knock on the door. Just sense me. I mean, usually if the door is closed... And Did you just yawn while I was doing my number two? <laughs> I don't think I yawned. You did an entire yawn, and you're scribbling on your paper. Listen to me. I'm talking passionately about this. I'm passionate. Dev, don't ever knock on the door when I'm in the bathroom. Just sense me. It's not hard to sense people. When I go and I need to use the bathroom and I see the doors closed, what I do is I go up and lean kind of close. Oh, my God. And I feel if there's a presence, a human presence in there. Dave, you can feel energies. My thing is, if the door is closed and the light is on, most likely somebody's in there. I'm doing everything except knocking. I will I will literally get down low and look to see if the light is on. If you see toes. <laughs> or if I see shadows or something. I listen for like the the uh, you know when you put your hand on the sensor and it goes and it gives you a little sheet of paper. I'm listening for all those context clues. I will stand outside of the bathroom for at least thirty to forty five seconds to feel if someone's in there before I would knock. I hate when people knock. Have you? Do you just try to twist the doorknob and if you feel? Like, yes, I would even do that. That's even more acceptable than knocking. Yeah, because you could feel twist the, the doorknob and do like slow like. Yeah, you could you could feel the lock, and if it's locked, walk away. Then you didn't even I don't we didn't even make contact. I don't even know what your voice sound like. Have you ever had somebody waiting for you outside the bathroom? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the, that that might be my number 2.1. <laughs> don't wait outside the bathroom for me after you done knocked. <laughs> Anybody in there? Yeah. <laughs> then t- 2 minutes later, I come out flush I open that door that whole wave of dirt <laughs> pushes out the joint and they stand in there waiting nice. hey Dave nice. Whoa. <laughs> what do you got for lunch there as they're heading in now they smell everything that I done dropped in there you gonna smell what I have for lunch that number five on my list you about to experience it in your nostrils that's my number two, man. Yeah, that's a funny number two, too. That's crazy. I've had plenty of those experiences before with the... That's my number two, no pun intended. With the poop, man. Um, coming in at number one for me. And this is this is one that's that's uh, interesting to me. And, and again, this happens to a lot of people. And this, this more so happens to people who've worked at a place for, you know, a few years. So you got to know the company well. But... <laughs> The most annoying thing at a job for me is a boss that has been outsourced and not a in a, um a in the company person that has moved up in the ranks. If that makes any sense. Mm. So usually a boss is a person who moved up in the company. They've been working hard. People above them have seen it. They decide, you know what? We're gonna give this person a chance to kind of take on a bigger role. They know the company. They know the people well in the company. Let's give them a chance. Hmm. Instead, they say, "No, nah, we're gonna give it to this boy who's 
uh, who's worked at this other company and he's got a degree and he's got things going for him. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give it to this boy. Then the boy come in try to do all new things. The outsider supervisor. The outside supervisor, dude, tries to come in and do all new things. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? My uh, my homies call me Hennessy. <laughs> y'all could call y'all could call me Big Dad, H. Where do you work? That people uh, supervisor would introduce himself like that. My homies call me Hennessy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They try to come in all cool. And Yo, try you've to, had the worst job. They ever. try to come in all cool and try a different approach. <laughs> <laughs> Always talking about the old place they worked, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, as Simon and Schuster, we start off every morning. Everybody did a handstand. So why don't we all go ahead and do a handstand together? <laughs> Just a 30-second handstand. All right, let's get it. We used to say a, a, a workplace that stretches together stays together. So everybody stretch. <laughs> stretch out your lower thighs. I've learned this in one taste. Everybody's my old job, once a month, I used to bring in anchovies in the morning. So everybody here, just have just pass the anchovies around. Let's have them. My wife made them. How your wife make anchovies? And then they always say we. Like you haven't been a part of this. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> no, like 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 joining on to the movement too quick. <laughs> like our way here at Walmart is that we just want to be lean, we want to be efficient. Our way, you just started. And you worked at Meineke before this. <laughs> this ain't we, you not a part of this. Like you not you don't got the blood inside you yet. You don't got the dragon marking. And I think the one thing I hate I think the one thing I, I really hate the most is uh when you when you ask your boss a question about something and they gotta tell you how many years they've been doing this for, but like, hey Hennessy, uh, how do, <laughs> hey Hennessy, <laughs> you ever called your boss by his nickname? <laughs> no, because I don't work at the places you work. Never had a boss named Hennessy, Dad. <laughs> hey TLC, how you feeling about today? <laughs> but no, you ask Hennessy a question about like how you I don't know how you dig a grave or something or how you uh, how you dig a hole. And he's like, well, with my 75 years of experience, <laughs> I've learned that you don't dig the hole. The hole digs you. Dev, listen, I've been doing this for 25 years. And the one thing I, the one thing I do know is that you always got to start from, with the bottom of the soil and then work your way up. So what I want you to do is go in the sewer, crawl underneath the dirt, and I want you to dig upward. All right? Yeah, no, it's possible. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing this for 75 years. Yeah. Just grab a spoon and you can lift up the uh, manhole cover. You ever seen Kill Bill Volume 2? You know how she punched her way out of that casket? You'll be like, I don't care how many years you got. I'm not about to crawl under the earth and dig a hole from the bottom up. <laughs> Hennessy. Yeah, the out, the out, the outsider supervisor who in <coughs> fresh face, don't know nothing about nothing and want to act like they know everything. That's definitely annoying. And then they got to figure out the teams. Like, usually by that time, you already know who works well with who. <laughs> they put oh, the- my gosh. Yes, the outsider supervisor. Because they always pick the wrong person first that they like first. Yeah. The, the person who gave them a good first impression is the worst employee. <laughs> I really like that, Jeff. <laughs> He's got good jokes. Like, yo, Jeff is a scoundrel, dude. He's really a go-getter. Jeff, all Jeff do is knock on the bathroom when you're in it. <laughs> ask you what you have for lunch. And then ask you what you have for lunch. <laughs> And then clock your lunch. <laughs> and lunch. Coming in number one for Dave. <laughs> All right. Coming in. At, you done with that one? Yeah. That was a good one. Coming that in at number one. one for me. In the top five most annoying things at work. Mm-hmm. Is asking me how was my weekend. I, I'm 
mean, I don't know about that. I hate that. That's my number one most annoying thing at work. I hate it. I hate them. I hate all the orphans. <laughs> don't ask me how my weekend was. Why? You know why? It was good. <laughs> That's it. It was good. I'm first of all, if my weekend was popping, I'm not gonna share it with you. But what? It, and if it was popping, and I have a story, I'm not gonna. Say, I don't want to say that story 15 times because everybody asks you how was your weekend. But what? If, what if you did something popping that weekend? What if you went to like? That's for me. I experienced it, so it's cool. Like it's me. How was your weekend? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not gonna. Because now every time somebody say how was your weekend, would you gonna say that same story? Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> I went to this place called One Taste. <laughs> I knew this workshop. It was amazing. I got the so I got the thirty six k package. My stroke is on. What it, have you touched your upper quadrant lately? <laughs> this is. This, uh, let me just say this was an orgasmic experience. <laughs> you got thirty six k lying around. You can definitely go visit one taste. Yeah, because when you ask that, I'm question, not about to do that story fifteen times over because everybody want to ask you how my weekend was. When you ask that question. You don't know, like, you give ground to the person to tell you what happened. Like, <laughs> you give them an opportunity to, what if something wild happened? Right, and and that's another thing. I'm, I'm If my weekend was crazy, I'm going to just lie. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, yeah, I sniffed coke and, um, <laughs> and then I uh, did some nasty stuff with a banana in my room. <laughs> I shoved the potato up my ass. <laughs> Like my weekend was good I mean fart fries <laughs> That's it Don't ever ask me How my weekend was It was fine Thanks What if somebody asked, Did all your five in one Like ask you What you had for lunch Over the weekend At what time that happened While you was in the bathroom What if somebody Knocked on the door In the bathroom While you was in it Ask you how your weekend was And what you brought for lunch And what time That lunch came and ask you, is this when you have the bathroom every day at 11.53 a.m.? And then when you answer and they say, let me stop you right there. What would you do? If that would be the, literally the worst human. Would you, would you? Th- would a fist come out of the bathroom? I would go to the manhole cover. I would get in the sewer. I would go underneath where the person's standing and dig a hole up so that they could die. Hey, uppercut them. That's this, my number one, man. This was a good. This was a good list, man. I feel like a lot of people are going to relate to these um, annoyances that are at work. A lot of people get get a, get very annoyed with a lot of things, and I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say as well because you guys might have something that happens to you at work all the time that me and Dave might have missed. So um, when we release, you know, the top five later on in the week, follow us cruise underscore control pod on Instagram. Follow us uh, Dev Cruise Dave Cruise also. I mean. Dev Fu or Dave Cruz 267 on Instagram. Let us know if there's anything we missed. Let us know if there's anything that you guys, you know, might have came to mind or something that you went through during the week. We would love to know. Or you could just follow us on Facebook and talk to us on there. Uh, Dev Cruz and Dave Cruz on Facebook. Um, that's episode 35 of the Cruise Control. Thank you guys so much for listening in and continuing to you know, make this a possibility. You guys are keeping the numbers up. Me and Dave t- took a look over the numbers. Um Yesterday, and by episode 34, we are at 4K streams. Mm. So we appreciate you guys. We are definitely ahead. We are ahead of where we thought we would be. Mm. And I just, I, I just, uh, 
I love it, man. I'm, I I love it, and I can't wait for more to come. More to come with the show, and more to happen. Do you want a hat? Do you? <laughs> do, you do you want a hat? Do you want a short sleeve? Listen, wanna- we we really appreciate all the listeners. We are thirty five episodes in death. Thirty five. Yeah, that's crazy. Give or take some of the weeks that we took off. That's. That's still 35 weeks 35 though. weeks yes. Of us getting together here Talking about stuff And people will still Every week Tune in and listen We really appreciate it Of course And Also like Now that people are getting More and more vaccinated You know And there's hope To get back out In the world It's like The fact that people Are still listening to us When During the pandemic You was looking for anything To take up your time That means that people Really bang with us Yeah And I think they bang With me a lot more Because I'm relatable you know they want uh, yeah I agree and you're just a, just an overall likable guy yeah you know what I mean who could say a bad thing to you who could ever not want your advice because you give such sound advice and you love everything that's another thing about you you like stuff you actually enjoy things nothing to you is trash and um you have really good jokes like they all make sense and you don't have a lot of dead time either and you know one of the things I love most about you is like you never clear your throat while you're talking <laughs> you never have like gargly stuff in your throat that you have to clear what so you're you're pretty flawless man flawless <laughs> victory to you <laughs> god morning king god morning Dave shut up what are we ending it on this week man you know I just I just want to feel some hope man I want to feel some hope give me something that's gonna make me feel good Give me something that's going to, uh, you know, we talked about annoying stuff at work, but I want to feel uplifted before we get off this mic. Some hope? Yes. I got you, man. I, I'm going to give you exactly what you're asking for. This is Hope, Twister, Faith Evans, here ending it off on Cruise Control, episode 35. We love y'all.